Hey, welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We're really glad you're here. Uh, we say that every week, but we are. We're thankful you choose this podcast uh, to listen to out of the library of youth ministry podcasts. I'm sure you have on your device or as you listen, but we're thankful that you pick us as one of those. If you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review, we sure would appreciate it. It helps other people find the podcast and more important than that, it helps us get better. We do this podcast for you, the student ministry leader. So we want to know what you think so we can continually tweak and improve for all of you. I'm your host, Ben Trueblood here with producer Nathan as is normal. What's up? And we're super excited about this episode uh, because of our guest today. Uh, in with us is Justin Knowles. He's the director of kids and youth at Sandals Church in Riverside, California. He oversees the kids and youth ministry teams across all 13 Sandals Church campuses. He also is a fellow podcaster, co-hosts the Youth Ministry Hacks podcast, loves to write about his youth ministry journey on the DYM blog and teaches all sorts of camps, retreats, or training. He and his wife, Kristen, have two sons, Graham and Wade. And the Youth Ministry Hacks podcast is also part of the Download Youth Ministry Podcast Network. So you can check out the great stuff that Justin and those guys are doing over at their spot as well. Justin, with all that out of the way, man, we're really thankful that you're on the episode today. Man, thanks for having me. What an intro. It's almost like I read it for you. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> we read well sometimes. <laughs> I love it. That's just, that's always the fun part, right? It's like, oh, what do I want to say about myself? There yeah, you go. that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's always, you pick carefully. Um, man, I want to start off, you know, our episode today is going to be about small groups, um, the importance of small groups in ministry. I would love to hear how you guys organize small groups and the benefits that you've seen from uh, having some intentionality around that in your ministry at Sandals. But before we get to that, I want to talk about something a little less ministry. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah, let's do it. Can, can we uh, can we talk tattoos for a minute? We could we can. I have some. Do you, that, that's right. That's <laughs> right. So uh, I want to know. Um, I don't know if you keep a running tally, uh-huh. but how how many are we talking here? Uh, so I've actually gone away from how many do I have to how many hours I have spent. I like a, it in a chair because now like because I have a sleeve. I have a half sleeve, yeah. I have a leg sleeve, I have my ribs. And so like they all kind of blended together now, right? Yeah. And so I, I did that. Actually, I did do the math. I have over um, 85 hours in a chair with my tattoo guy who I've been going to since I was 19 and I'm about to turn 35. So all from the same person. Yep. Okay. Yep. It, is there uh did the ribs i ribs have some that i was gonna ask if, yeah i've not done the ribs yet but it's terrible they're not fun they're <laughs> not fun i do i do have this to say that this is like my one success story in a tattoo you know i'm i'm not a big dude i'm like five eight you know a buck 70 right and ribs i think i did i did seven hours on my ribs all in one day and the guy, my tattoo artist was like, dude, I have to tell you, you know, I've tattooed six foot six, like 300, you know, just really big buff dudes who need to take a break every 20 minutes on the ribs. And you just went, he's like, I had to take a break. You were ready to go. Um, and so 
just yeah. crushed it. That, yeah, that was my that's my one. I was like, yeah, I'm a man. You know, that's <laughs> that's that's what I got. And so, yeah, that's yeah, it's a lot of time, a lot of time and effort. You know, with this with this guy, we become friends now. Yeah, I t- I tell Absolutely. him like I'm just your walking billboard because everybody who wants to get a tattoo now they come to the tattooed guy and say, yeah. well, who do you go to? And I send them to him. Well, it's after that long spending that much time with somebody, I would guess that there's a relationship that forms for sure. Oh, dude. I mean, we could go into that. Like that's, that's been a cool thing. You know, he's known me since I was 19. He's 10 years older than me. And so, you know, I did his wedding when he opened his own shop. He asked me to come pray over him and his shop. Mm. Um, you know, we've, it's turned into like a confession booth while I'm getting, you know, <laughs> tattooed by him. And we yeah. talked, you know, we go grab dinner or or anything like that afterwards and he gives me discounts. So I, I should spend I should have spent way more money than I than I have on my body. But because I refer a lot of people to him and we just become friends, we get some I get some pretty good discounts because of that. That's good, man. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well yeah. I would uh we'll camp out here for just another second because I learned on your social media. Yeah. Uh, which man, I'd love for you to give that out so people can connect with you and follow up if they have any questions about small groups or ministry interested yeah. in bringing you in to do stuff for their, for their Justin Knowles three. There you go. There you Justin go. Justin Knowles three. So I learned from that, um, that you have one that your student ministry picked, mm-hmm. uh, because of something really cool that God did around an event that you guys had. And you've told me, I asked you about this when we had a phone call and you've told me the story. I, I love it. I would just, man, I'd love for you to share a little bit about how that all happened. Again, not the result is interesting and cool and you don't hear that very often, but what God did through that circumstance is, is really amazing. I'd love for people to hear about it. Yeah. Okay. So it started with, uh, with our youth conference that we would put on basically we call it a youth conference, but it's really just for sandals. You know, so when we, people think conference, like, oh, can we come? It's no, um, yeah. we're, we're, it's all just kind of with, it's the one, two times a year that we bring our campuses together and we never done it before two years ago. And we're like, okay, well, what do we got to do? We have to have some sort of incentives to get students excited to sign up about something that they've never known before or did. And so for us, it was like, I needed something mid-year six months before summer camp, right. To like keep momentum going. And we're like, all right, well, let's just do incentives. So like if 200 kids sign up, let's do that. Like, I think we did, uh, we waxed all the dudes waxed their armpits and we filmed it, (laughs) you know, 400 (laughs) kids signed up. We'll eat like the, like ghost peppers. You know, if 600 kids sign up, one of our guys had this really gnarly mustache and he like dyed it pink, you know, for the conference. And then we're like, okay, well, if, you know, okay, if 600 students sign up, then we'll, you know, Justin will get a tattoo. And this is the first time that we've ever done it. So we're like, we have no idea how many kids are going to sign up. Right. First and, time you've ever done the event. Yeah. Ever done an event. And at that time, you know, we were running like, we weren't running where we are now, but it was still like, okay, this is a God goal, right? Like we have no idea. If we got this many, if we got 600 kids, that'd be insane. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I'll get a tattoo and we'll let the students pick it. <laughs> thinking that it would like never ever get to that point um and I we blew it. we blew it by it by like 250 students uh for the for the conference and so we put up i picked four so i didn't really get a pick they got to pick the end result but yeah. i picked four tattoos that i liked that were like kind of funny like there's like a stick of butter with wings that was like okay. a butterfly 
you know and then there was like uh, <laughs> the nard dog from the office yeah. and then there was one uh, the one that i was hoping it was going to win it was like this it was called the stud muffin it was just a muffin with like the fighter arms like the buff arms yep. with like tattoos and then the one that i ended up getting that one by a landslide uh was a taco saurus so it looks <laughs> it looks like a taco but also a stegosaurus and <laughs> so good yeah so i got that and then yeah this last one that we just did i had to go skydiving because they broke it they broke the record or I'm I'm definitely scared of heights. Like going on a step ladder is too much for me. And, and you have you you haven't jumped yet. It's it's still it's, in the books today. I was told yesterday that they're looking for next month that they have okay. a book because they want to use it pro for promo for our next one. Gotcha. And so that's gonna happen. So man. Well, we wish you well Thank on you. Uh, attacking that fear. But also, man, it's just cool to see. God blows your mind on stuff like that. And, oh, yeah. uh, it's an, it's a, it's a neat memorial that you've got. And it's a, it's a memory those students will never forget either. Like they'll yeah. all, they'll attach what was going on at that moment to something very tangible for them. Yeah. And everywhere. Cause I get a part of my roles. I get to visit campuses every Wednesday, like to a different, one of our different youth ministries and every campus I go to has been like, when are you going skydiving? Um, and, and so I'm like, Just it's tired coming. of hearing. Pro- about it. Yeah, it's like I promise you, it's coming, <laughs> but don't remind me. Also, you know. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'd love to talk about uh, how you have things structured in your ministry. Um, I know small groups are important to you, mm. uh, and. So let's, if you would, just kind of give us a broad, here's how we, our programming is structured. So people can kind of get a feel for what you do. And two, I think it's important to know that there's a lot of campuses that you guys, I think we said 13 in the, mm-hmm. in the intro and all of those would be varying sizes, right? So, oh yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. campuses that have like average of like 15 kids on a Wednesday, all yeah. the way to 400 and everywhere yeah. in between. So that's great. So if you're listening like, oh, big church guy. No, no, like each campus is there. We have a very similar structure like of how we operate on a central scale. But there's campuses that on the weekend are somewhere between 150 all the way up to 4,000. Yeah, that's so, great. A little bit of it, everybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, how are uh, just from like, give us a snapshot of a week, what kind of programming and like a normal for your student ministry, this is what happens. For sure. Okay. So we, we do Wednesday nights. So we, you know, we're recording on a Wednesday. So after later bit, a little bit today, I'm going to go make a drive to one of our campuses to go hang out tonight. Uh, But we do Wednesday nights. We are middle school and high school combined. Okay. on Wednesday nights. Uh, we do break up for groups. I'll get to you in a second. Um, and then we don't do anything on the weekends. So we want kids serving and we want kids in church because our pastor is their pastor. We get yeah. them for six years, right? So we want them integrated. And so we do Wednesday nights. And the cool thing about Wednesday nights is it's group space. No one says, hey, are you coming to service? Hmm. Students say, hey, are you coming to groups? It's like that, that's like the language that we even have. Um, and the, basically the way that we're structured is the first, what we call super creative first Wednesdays is the first Wednesday of the month, which would be like your typical quote unquote youth group. So you'd have like worship and games and prizes and you'd have some, we usually have some sort of event after. So it's like, Hey, okay. come bring your friend to this. Yeah. Uh, we have something called who's your one. Um, and I think, I think that like the, 
like you guys do that, right? And like the denomination of like Southern Baptist, that's like a thing this year for them. Yep. Um, yeah. And so that's, it's, I thought it was stoked. Not that I thought I thought of that name or anything like that, but I, that's actually been my like ministry model for like the last six years. Oh, nice. Um, of like, we've, that's just kind of been how I like evangelism is best on one-on-one anyways. Yeah. And so, uh, so we, that's like your what, that's like the first Wednesday is the night where you invite your one. And then the second, third and fourth Wednesdays is basically we do video messages and we could talk a little bit about that because we're, we kind of switched up how we do that now. Uh, but okay. it's, we do a video message, uh, and then small groups and that's it. So no games, no worship, no prizes. It's basically centered around the message that all of our campuses watch. And then we break out into small groups from there. And that's the second, third and fourth Wednesday. And the okay. first Wednesday is like the big like party. Yeah. So on the video teaching, uh, everybody's in the room together. They still come to the campuses, wherever those campuses are. Yeah. How long is that video teaching normally? Yeah. So we, we've nailed it down to no longer than 18 minutes. Okay. And so like, basically if we go over 18 minutes, we start over and we cut. So like, we'll have to read, we'll reshoot the entire message. So that way it fits underneath there. The goal is 15 minutes. Um, cause even there, like a middle schooler, they could hang, they could hang yeah. 15 minutes. Um, there because again our the way that we teach is small groups are baked into the wednesday night so even if a new student comes they get plugged into a small group that night Mm. um based off of depending on the size of the campus like some campuses have like you know they could have a seventh grade girls eighth grade girl or eighth grade girls you know seventh grade boys eighth grade boys some are just middle school boys some are high school boys or high school girls depending on how many leaders you have what size campus you have um and so they get placed into um, a group. And what we, what we notice is that 18 minutes max is kind of where students would start to zone out. Yeah. Um, and then, and we, and we do that just because a lot of campuses, we try to keep teaching consistency across all those locations. Um, that way we're not teaching 13 different versions of a thing. It's just one version across Absolutely, 13 yeah. places. And so, yeah, then from there you go, uh, and the way that we have that structured is normal like a normal message if you were to do like the andy stanley right it's kind of like the best way i can describe it. it's like the me we god you we structure yeah. of a message we do me you god we cut it so we, okay. we don't we don't resolve the message we kind of leave it at the tension and then the way that we structure our small groups is you talk about what so basically if i were to give a three-point message we would give the three points to small group leaders and then write questions around guiding them to hopefully get to those points. So that way we're not saying here's the answers, but it's here's some questions and our hope that our goal is to talk about the answers surrounding our main points that we would like typically give, if that makes sense. So we, because we want students to talk about it. Rather than us giving them something, we want we want them to discuss it because where they are develop, develop, uh, developmentally is when they talk about it, it sticks more. They come up with it on their own. They're not regurgitating anything that they, we are able to like talk about it. Yeah, man, I love that. So you're you're leaving the resolution then to happen inside the small group through discussion with the guidance of that leader. Like that is the resolution point. Of yeah. each of each Wednesday. Yeah. Man, that is great. So as you 
there's obviously a culture around groups that you've built over time. One of the evidences of that you've shared, it's like, hey, my my students say, are you going to group tonight? So that's obviously something that they value as a part of that. What have you seen to be the benefits of kind of structuring? And listen, I think it takes a lot of wisdom and humility and leadership of adults to be able to say, hey, I'm going to give you the resolution moment mm-hmm. because, no, you know, normally like that's something we want, right? Yeah, like that's, we want to see the resolution moment. That's the sexy part. That's the yeah. that's the nice part about being up on stage, right? And like you get to be the guy who has the answers. Yeah. Um, and I think when we started making that shift, it, it was definitely made our leaders a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, how are we going to get there? Um, but our feedback has been man, the discussions like we give, you know, like right now, if you wanted whoever's listening, it doesn't matter what week we do. Cause we, we update it every week. If you go to move.sc slash youth leader, okay. all of our questions are there depending on, on for that week's like message. And so, nice. and it, so it's updated and, and even, and you'll be able to see, like, we, we kind of guide it out of like leader, ask this, read this try to emphasize this point, like mm. get back to here. So we, we guide them uh, rather than just kind of throwing them in there, just even how we have structured the small group curriculum that our leaders have in hand is very intentional with helping students have discussion around where we want to go. Yeah, man, that's so good. So what have you seen the benefits to be uh, as you've, made this focus as you guys have said, Hey, we're going to hand this over to the leaders. And you've had these discussions. Obviously you've heard feedback that it's going from your leaders, that it's something that's been going good. What are the benefits that you're seeing in the ministry as a result? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously that's, it's the, the Christian answer, but it is just the real answers. Like the community aspect of it is unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I don't, I know people get weird when they talk about numbers, but I could talk at least percentages wise. Right. But even during the pandemic, we doubled. Wow. Like, and it, and it's, I think it's because of the small group aspect of it. Um, one, we were the only, like our church and our leadership was like, man, there's nothing for students. Can we following all like, you know, guidelines and stuff like that? How can we figure out how to be open and still meet to like, you know, school was out, no extracurriculars, no sports, no, you know, shops, no, nothing was open. And we were like the one place that was open. And then community was just, we were already a groups driven community anyways. And we, you know, we always joke around like, well, if we only could do one thing, you know, it would only be small groups. That's what we would, and that's what we were forced to do because we couldn't do service. We couldn't do anything else. Like we are literally forced to do small groups and small groups only. And so while we were having small groups uh, in the middle of all the pandemic um, started outside, started, you know, well, first started online, then we moved outside and then we moved to like only the big space auditoriums. And then, you know, kind of just, we went along the the pathway, right. That I think normal, everybody kind of walked <laughs> yeah. through. And, but what we saw in that is like the community was huge leaders owned and stepped up more because now we're, they're not just regurgitating ants or questions that we're giving them. They're like helping them guide with the discussions and, and have, you know, and, really helping our leaders understand like, Hey, you could say, I don't know. And like, then walk with them, find out and then follow up with them. 
you know, based off whatever their answer was. Um, and then we just saw some, like, even on our middle schoolers, people are, you know, like, wow, you have like an hour long small group with middle schoolers. Maybe not all of them. Some, some of them go play basketball for 15 minutes to tire them out first. And then they go, you know, come and have discussion. Um, but, but even just the discussion that we have seen with how we've switched it up to where we leave the tension leaders, you know, have the, the opportunity to help guide them just a discussion. And I feel like a, a stronger core has developed within Mm. our, our ministry where a lot of the fringe kids became a part of like the group because yeah. now we're in the season, right? That what 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 we're seeing because we could track it because we are small groups is our old highs or new lows. So like where we like you know uh, uh, this time last year we were like yeah we had this many students and then now it's like man we had this many students tonight I wonder what's going on <laughs> and yeah. but it's the same number and right. I, I think that small groups and the discussion and. I don't think there's anywhere else in our culture that is allowing students to have conversations about faith and doubt. Uh, I think Kara Powell said it, and we uh, kind of this has been like our mantra of why we kind of switched it, right? Uh, Kara Powell from Youth uh, Fuller Youth Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not doubt that is detrimental to faith; it's unprocessed doubt. And yeah. so when we when we allow, you know, we try to make a an hour long allow students to really talk about stuff to dive into stuff to get sidetracked or tangent if they need to so that way we could talk about some real stuff about what's going on in our culture yeah so you mentioned it the fringe kids becoming more connected finding a sense of belonging would be a term i would i would throw in there so this is something that you've seen your groups new people to the ministry that when people bring their one you're finding that they are more connected because of the structure that you're putting in place. Obviously there's training of leaders and all of those kinds of things, but the structure that you're using is helping there. Oh man, people, I think people get, they think that I literally just had this conversation with our team yesterday. We live in a very, especially now we live in a very, um, uh, either or culture. It's either this or it's either this. I mean, you could say that about anything right now, I think. Um, yeah. But but Jesus worked with both and. And and it was a very like he worked with the crowds. He worked with the individual. He worked with the mm-hmm. Roman centurion and he worked with the lady that touched him randomly in the middle of a crowd. Like there there is just there's a both and for this. And people think like it's either big evangelism or discipleship. Um, right. And I, what we what we've discovered with like this whole, you know, who's your one thing is like evangelism is discipleship and discipleship is evangelism. That's like they, right. it's a, it's a either, it's not a either or thing. It's a both and thing. And the cool thing is because, you know, I'm the, I'm a high three on the Enneagram also high one. If you're an Enneagram person, our church is really into that. Um, and so like I'm a stats guy, right? So I have all the, the metrics and stuff. And that the cool thing about that is you could tell if you're doing well, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And so the cool thing about this is, out of all the new, you know, the new students we had, we had across all of our campuses last year to, to date. Um, I, I don't know. I always feel weird talking about like numbers just cause I get it. We're a big church. So we have big numbers. I think that's like the thing, right? But I think this is important to know, and I'm just going to throw it yeah. out there year to date right now, we have uh, over 750 first time students across who's never been in our system, who's come across any of one of our campuses, right? 
what we do know about that and why groups are such a big deal is that we know that 54% of those students stayed and got plugged mm. in. Um, and we that say that is plugged a in, huge number, huge, huge, like percentage wise, like that is no, I know that's awesome. And, and, it, and that's why I think like, at least maybe, you know, Southern California people are always like, how do you do ministry in Southern California? Uh, my guess is probably just like everybody everywhere else. Um, yeah. like Jesus still moves down here, people. Right. And so, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, I think that like our, our culture that just shows me like our students are hungry yeah. for like community and for like real discussion about hard things. Um, and in about about their faith and the cool thing about that even if you take that aside is out of that fifth so 57 percent of those new students came on one of our first wednesdays hmm. okay but that means to me that's cool awesome hmm. sweet that means it's working our strategy is working but that right. means 43 percent is coming on the non-first wednesdays meaning yeah. where we're only doing small groups yeah. Which means that our, our students are inviting their friends to come be a part of just their community. Like that's the more exciting number to me than, than the, than the, however many we get on the first, like if we weren't, if we weren't getting more students on our, on our big nights, cool. Like that's, that would be a problem, but I'm excited because it's the small group aspect, the community aspect that is that we're still like out of all of those new students, little, you know, 60, 40 for that 40% is coming on a only small group night with no yeah. worship, no games, no giveaways, no event, no nothing. It's literally just the message <laughs> and small groups. And so, that, and yeah. that's cool to me. Like, I think that's like a really yeah. cool, um, thing to have and to notice. Yeah. It's what's catching people as they, yeah. As they come in. That's the sticky part of it. And like, that's like the cool thing is it doesn't have to be, we could still be deep, but we could still reach Mm. students um, because I think that's what they want. What are you doing uh, in terms of like training for those leaders? Because they play super important role in the structure that you guys have. So how do you get them ready? What do you do in that? Yeah. So we just did, um, um, we do a fall training where I basically write a packet I teach our elite, our, like all of our people, and then they teach their people at their campuses. Um, we do that in the fall, and so for us, like we do, uh, we have what we call the four Fs for our ministry. Uh, for it's like basically four wins that we challenge leaders. Like, hey, if you want to know if you're winning in our ministry, can you answer yes to these four things? And they all happen to start with F. Um, very, very Baptist, actually. Very alliteration. <laughs> it is. That's right. Um, and so, second only to the acronym. <laughs> yeah, I wanted I wanted to call it like how many Fs have you given, but I didn't think that's how I didn't think that would do well. Um, but basically, like the training on that end was like, hey, ha- um, have you had a faith conversation? Faith conversation. Not every conversation needs to be about Jesus, but it's a miss if none of them are. Hmm. And so, have you had a faith conversation? Have you followed up this week? So, with a new student prayer request. Uh, hard conversation, whatever. Like, had you have you just followed up? Have you um, made a connection with uh, a family connection? Have you reached out to a family of those in your small group? At least one family a week is what we ask. Okay. Um, and then what we call fellowship plus. Like, have you have you? We have them every every Wednesday for two hours. But what are you doing with the other 166 during the week? So have mm-hmm. you made a connection 
or some sort of hangout or communication with your students outside of Wednesday nights. So that was like our last training that we just did. Um, and then with the way that we have it structured within our, with our teams is that we do, I, we expect our, our small, our youth pastors basically to connect weekly with every leader, um, every four to six weeks. And so like sit down, coffee, lunch, whatever, at worst phone call. So yeah. every, by, you know, four to six weeks, every leader should have at least had a conversation with you. Um, and just, you're kind of checking up on them, how they're doing in the ministry, small group, stuff like that. Um, we gather monthly. So like tonight at the campus that I'm going to, uh, all the leaders are going to in and out. And so okay. like after service or after, after their group time. And so that's one of the things that we try to do to help leaders. And cause naturally we talk about ministry anyway, right? Like we talk about groups right. and what they're, and then the last one is train quarterly. So train quarterly for us is like, I'll, I'll give everybody the content for the fall one, but then the other, the other three quarters is that youth pastor will kind of take either all the four F's that we're doing and maybe focus on one that they feel their campus needs a little bit of help on and kind of okay. like emphasize something along those lines. So just to do a quick recap uh, for listeners. So faith conversation, four F's, faith conversation. Have you ha have you followed up this week with new person or prayer request or person from the group? Have you reached out to a family uh, from somebody in your group and some side, some type uh, of outside the church walls fellowship yeah. type fellowship thing. plus yeah is what we yeah kind of call it. And then gather monthly and train quarterly uh, and connect weekly. Connect weekly. That was mm -hmm. the other one. So, um, what's your go-to in and out order? Oh yeah, that's that's easy. Number one, grilled onions, animal style fries with the root beer. Okay. So no, like you don't get into the whole like hidden menu thing. No, just give me I'm the just, number one. Just give me it's it's too good. Why would you change that? See, that's where I'm yeah. at too. I agree with that. In and out, and this might cause some. You know, I like causing controversy, I guess. But it's <laughs> what a burger. No, five guys. No, it's not the same. It's not equal. It's below. Yeah. In and out. <laughs> Man, I uh, the thing about what a burger for me is the spicy ketchup. But That's then good. it's like, it is good, but then it's like, are we grading the whole place based on the condiment? That yeah. seems like a little off. Yeah. Like the spread. I don't um, like in and out just because of their spread. I like right. it because of the quality of food. There you go. Yeah. So uh, I would love to hear your advice to folks. Say I'm a youth pastor. I'm listening to this. I'm like, man, Justin's talking a lot about things that we'd like to see happen in our ministry. It's working in youth ministries of 15 to 400 in his context. And so, man, my youth ministry probably lands somewhere in between those numbers or top end, low, whatever. So this is clearly workable in, in different situations, different sizes. I've got to change my programming. I've got to restructure. What would you tell somebody that's beginning this process or about to begin the process to structure things differently with more intention on small groups. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think that's like the part of it. I think we kind of mentioned it before is I think youth pastors, people are in ministry. If you're like the leader of it, they, they, they go for like the sexy. 
Like it's like, it's the stage, it's the light, it's the game, it's the giveaway. And if we say that discipleship is the most important aspect of your ministry, my question back to you would be, well, then how does your ministry, how is your ministry structured to support that statement? Yeah, it's a great question. And because again, we, even on those nights that we don't do like our our first Wednesdays, it's maybe maybe 30 minutes be that we all everybody's together and then we do it a full hour for small groups uh if we cut anything time wise it's not small group time it's we mm. cut every other aspect of the night um yeah. you know i would look at with that too that only goes as good as well as you could cast vision and train your leaders to help carry out those things right. um and, and I think I would encourage them to like just once uh, one, I would write it down, <laughs> write it down. Um, so that way everybody knows it and could, could read it and could know how to win. Um, two, I would repeat it over and over and over again. Um, and along with the repeat goes with the restructure of, okay, goes to that question is if you say you value this, does the time you spend in the things that you're doing value what you say you value? And then three, just know that it takes time because culture takes long to build. Because if you are a program ran ministry and then now you're going to switch to a small groups based ministry, that transition is going to take a long time. And I'm talking like, when I say like slow, like a fast time would be like six months. Yeah. That mean like, it's like, man, this is, so just give it time to shift into, um, like, and just be dedicated to say, hey, we're going to do this way for two years. Then after right. two years, if we don't see anything, then we'll talk about switching it up because that's how long it takes usually for like culture to build, leaders to get it, students to stop complaining. I like the games and, you know, like whatever yeah. you want to do. And I'm not saying games are bad. We we play them. We just have it structured differently now. Right. Um, so just, yeah. So I would say, yeah, yeah, write it down. Make sure your leaders know what, a win, like, what the wins are do you does what you do value what you say you value actually be reflected in how you program out and then um it takes time just know that it's going to take have patience yeah man that's great advice for youth pastors uh justin thanks again for being willing to be on the podcast today justin knowles three if you want to connect with him on social media as well as uh, the Youth Ministry Hacks podcast and the things that he's doing, writing and, and whatnot over with Download Youth Ministry. So if you want to follow up with Justin, maybe you have some specific questions for him or just want to be more connected to what he's doing in ministry, those are all ways to do that. And we'll be right back after this quick message. Hey, I wanted to take a quick second to tell you about a new Bible study from Lifeway students called He is Where the Joy Is by Tara Lee Cobble, and it is focused on students getting to know the captivating God of the Trinity. It is out now, and you can check it out at lifeway.com. Again, that title is He is Where the Joy Is, Getting to Know the Captivating God of the Trinity. Tara Lee Cobble does a fantastic job with this study, and we would love for you to check it out if you need something for your small group ministry. And we're back producer nathan what'd you think yes, man sir. yeah i thought it was great i really loved how 
structured it is, but yet simple it is at the same time. It makes, I mean, yeah. to me, it makes a lot of sense. I think the couple of things that I wrote down on my notes here, uh, just the culture that he's created, like it's fantastic when he was talking about almost, well, like almost 40% of students have come only on the small group night, which really shows you that the yeah, students like that are, was their first time entrance that was into the, yeah, their first experience. And so, you know, that that mean to me, that says two things. One, the students themselves value that community time so much that they're willing to invite their friends to that. Yeah. And the second, it shows that they really are getting that evangelistic piece along with the discipleship of their small groups. I mean, it shows yeah. that the students really are getting it. And to me, that's just a fantastic culture. It, it kind of, it seems to go against, I think, some of what, what we think maybe we need to do in student ministry, but it clearly shows like that's the thing that's for them, it's really working. And I think it's a fantastic. Man, I totally agree. Uh, you know, we've talked on the podcast before and we started talking about this kind of during the pandemic and have continued to, I, I really mm -hmm. believe in it. And that's engagement and fulfilling that sense of belonging and mm -hmm. like engagement being the new metric rather than yep. just counting butts and seats. Right. And what he's, what Justin's doing shows that students are engaging and that leaders are engaging them. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't invite, they're not going to invite a friend to something where they don't feel connected to. Right. Right. Why would I want to invite somebody to something I don't even feel connected to? So that says a lot, like you said, about the culture that Justin and team have built there at mm -hmm. Sandals. Leaders, other student pastors, things like that. I also love the context that he's in because it spans the size of churches. Campuses that are small all the way up to campuses that are large. And so this same model is working in all of those different sized mm -hmm. opportunities. And so it's something I think as uh, listeners to the podcast, student ministry leaders, as, as, as you all are listening to this, there are principles here that, yeah, he oversees 13 campuses, but you can take away what he's saying and implement that in your own ministry very, very easily. Mm -hmm. What, uh, anything else stand out to you? Takeaways from today? One more was really how much he trusts his leaders. And I thought that was just fantastic. Yeah. Like there is yeah. a huge level of trust in his leaders, but I think that's so beneficial because think about, think about like the ideal leader in, in ministry. Think about your own leaders that you have in your student ministry. Like they're probably not wanting to be there just to be, a, right. like you said, a butt in a seat. Right. Yeah. They want to be involved. They want to do like they have a heart and a passion for these students. And man, he is letting them run with it. I mean, he is obviously he's providing the things that they need. He's not throwing them in and say, just figure out this discussion and make it worthwhile. Like, no, he's yep. providing them everything that they need so they can focus on solid community, making those relationships and really making an impact in students' lives. Yeah. The connecting weekly, gathering monthly, training quarterly mm -hmm. plan keeps them in informed. But, you know, we I think student ministry talks a lot about like, hey, you have to multiply yourself. You have to give away ministry in order to to see growth happen. You can't mm -hmm. do everything yourself. And I think many times we take that to mean we have to give away the grunt work of ministry mm -hmm. so that we can deliver the punch right. on Wednesday night. But what Justin is saying is I'm giving the punchline to my leaders. I'm going to do 18 minutes. I'm going to, uh, via video, I'm going to stand up and we're, we're going to record whatever. And then I'm going to walk away and, and let them hit the ball off the tee. 
And I think that says a lot about his leadership. I think it says mm-hmm. a lot about, again, to use the culture word, the culture that he's building amongst those leaders. Man, if I'm a leader in that ministry, I know when I show up, I'm going to get to do something meaningful every yeah. single week in ministry to kids. Yep, absolutely. Kids meaning teenagers there, not <laughs> elementary school, but right. whatever. Yep. All right. Well, that was, uh, that was a great one. It's good to have Justin on. We'll have to do that again with him soon. This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. We'll see you next time. <laughs>